everybody, welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen, and as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for tuning in, downloading, streaming, however you taking my podcast, I appreciate it. Now, with that being said, please tell an enemy, co-worker, tell somebody about the podcast, your mailman, your garbage man, your garbage woman, garbage person, your they, 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 them, those. I don't care who it is. Tell somebody. Hey, check it out. I like it. Hey, check this out. I hate it. It's stupid. You should hear what he said about X, Y, and Z. But uh, welcome back, everybody. Man, I got a busy week. Uh, yeah, busy, busy week. Not as busy as I thought it was going to be. Had some uh, weird scheduling things happen. I thought I was going to the Bahamas on Monday. I'm not. I fucked that all up. I, uh, I contacted the dude to go, hey, man, I haven't got my information about next week's shows. He goes, oh, my bad, man. I was just asking to see who was free. And I'm like, well, I told you I had all this stuff. Y'all were like, cool. He goes, yeah, that wasn't a book, and that was just a feeler. And I'm like, God damn it. I got a ticket and everything. And he goes, hey, it's all good. Guess what? I want you to headline anyway. I didn't want you to feature. We just put out this email. So that was that was kind of on me. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be going out to the Bahamas in uh, the last week of April to the first week of May headlining Jokers out there. So I'm excited about that. Uh, did I want to go? Yeah, I was looking forward to it. I was prepared to go. But I do have a lot of other stuff going on, and this takes uh, something huge off my plate. So uh, while I'm, it kind of sucks I don't have to go, it's cool that I don't have to go right now. So, But I was prepared for it. Um, yeah, so tonight I'm in D.C. I got the uh, host battle with Winston. I'm looking forward to that. We got a fun lineup there. Matt Brown, a couple other people. Uh, tomorrow I'll be in New York City doing a spot, uh, doing this show called Cellar Talks at the Village Underground Comedy Cellar Club. So I'm really, really excited about that. Now, is it just strictly stand-up? No. It's just like, I, you know, I'm doing all these other things to uh, to eventually get myself in there. You know, so but I'm very, very excited. I'm happy to be a part of this show. I'll get to, I get to talk about some other parts of my life, uh, how it affected me and all this kind of stuff. Throw some jokes in there. But, uh, yeah, it, 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 it'll be nice to be able to show people the other side of me. You know, I don't have to be funny all the time. But it's, it's a little it's a little nerve record wrecking doing it at the comedy cellar where I'm not even comfortable. Uh, one <laughs> on stage. But, hey, I, I'll take my uh, my opportunities as I get them. Everybody's path is is different, you know. But uh, hey, and th and this is mine. So I'm I'm really really looking forward to it. I, I never would have thought when I first started doing comedy that I would actually even get an opportunity to step on that stage. So and to to be able to go back to the village underground, get on stage and talking to a microphone, it's gonna be uh dope. I mean, all my fucking comedy heroes work there and have worked there. And uh, to be honest, I feel like I belong in that whole group of comics, and I'm looking forward to it. And, yeah, tomorrow will be fun. But that's just going to be a really, really quick trip, man, because I got this show in D.C. tonight. I'm staying at my friend's house. I'm taking a train to New York from D.C. I'll probably, I think I get up there around, like, 3 or 4-ish, I think. Man, maybe, maybe 2 or 3. Show's at 6. Gonna try to get on a couple other things. My train leaves at nine. I'm sorry, my train leaves at three a.m. So I mean, I'm I'm barely there for twelve hours. Get off the train, walk around, you know, do my show, see some friends. Uh, I might see my cousins if they if 
there's room at the show. If, if the show's not sold out, my cousin and a couple of friends are coming, so I'll get to see him. If not, I have to see, see everybody when I come back up there uh, in early December. But this is a real quick trip. I'm I'm excited. You know, you just you just never know uh, what what it's gonna look like when you uh, when your dreams come true. You know, when you're following your dream, it, the the path might not look exactly how uh, you laid it out, but you have to recognize like, hey, this is still the same path. So I'm I'm really excited. I'm prepared. I've been working with Hadam. I've been writing what I want to say. So I'm excited, man. This is a huge opportunity. And uh, I'm just really, really looking forward to it. So, and then I, I, I come back to DC Friday morning, and I have a show up there. So I'll be hanging up, hanging, uh, hanging out and about in DC on Friday, which I always love. I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah, DC tonight, New York tomorrow, DC on Friday, back home on Saturday, and uh, yeah, man, this is uh, this is this is crazy. I'm getting to go back up to the cellar. But uh, I, you know, let me let me just jump in. Uh, for the milestone for this week. For those who don't know, we have a ten-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things in this life that are that's going on. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. And this week, nothing much. He's he's really liking this football thing, and I'm not pushing it. You know, I go, hey man, you want to go out for a while, get a break from the TV, man? Let's get some fresh air. He'll go, yeah, 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 and. Without fail, each time, man, he he grabs the football. Hey, man, let's let's. Uh, I feel like catching. I feel like catching. He likes to run some uh, a couple post routes. You know, he likes. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know what it is, but he but he but he likes it. He he likes it a lot, and uh, he's pretty damn good. Now, will he play football? Like I said before, I I don't I don't think so. I wouldn't uh, push him to, but uh, for some reason. Uh, just running these routes and catching uh, footballs is something that uh, he he likes to do. So we'll see. We'll see where it leads. Uh, he started with band. For those who don't know, he's in he's in the band now, the the fifth grade elementary school band. He wants to play the flute, and they're learning how to use it now. And I think his band days are going to be on Friday. So, and he says so far he's liking it. He's been to a a couple lessons, but they haven't really played as a group yet. They're still trying to learn like how to blow into the instrument, how to put it together, how to get it in and out of the case. So they're just really taking their time, which which is a, it's a little um, I think it's a little nerve wrecking for him because he's he can be a, a kind of impatient like somebody else that I know, not me, <laughs> nah, definitely me. But uh, he seems to be enjoying it, and, I, and I'm glad that he's he's gotten into an extracurricular activity. And I, and I told him before, like, hey, man, if we're going to do this, you got to stick with it. So, and I'm glad that he's still, he's looking forward to it. He likes it. And uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. And, and you know what I can say right now, in general, that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fairly happy person. And that's that's been hard to say for me uh, in the past. Like, I was, I was thinking... Like when when you are a negative person and you've just been on a a steady diet of negativity, just like you're just on the steady diet of, of shitty food, pizza and chips and wings and fries and it seems fun, you know. Being negative is fun because <laughs> you just you're just saying awful shit or having awful thoughts about things and people. It, it's just like it's way easier to just shit on something, you know. You don't have to spend the time to like 
read the article, read the read the book, see the movie, see the TV show. You can just go, ah, this shit fucking sucks. I don't like it. I don't like this person. This looks dumb. It sounds stupid. You can just you can when you're a negative person, you can find any any peripheral thing to shit on without getting in into the uh, the actual meat or guts or you know finding out what something is really truly about. And when you get on a steady diet of that. The junk food, the negative shit. It, it's like it, it really. It's it's like eating regular food. To a point where, like, if you have broccoli, your body is just like, "What the fuck is this? This is gross. I don't want this. This is disgusting." Same thing with a negative mind. Again, when you've just been a negative person and you've been on a steady diet of negativity. I feel like anything positive is basically broccoli for your brain. Your brain is just like, what the hell is this? This is gross. This is not, I, I don't like it. And it's just like, hey, man, a compliment is actually pretty good. You know, this is, this is, uh, someone had something nice to say. This should make you feel good. This has got some nutrients in it. You know, it's like, uh, like some vegetables. Hey, man, it might not. Uh, tastes well to you, but it is good for you. And you know why it doesn't taste well, taste good? It's because you've been eating like shit. So when you taste something that's actually good for you, or you hear something that is good and healthy for you, your body rejects it and or your mind rejects it. So yeah, let's let's get off the uh, let's get off the brain broccoli. <laughs> you know, eventually you'll like it. So I realize, man, it it really is like uh, it's 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 just a bad spot to be in, man. When you just when you're just constantly a negative person, but it is it's so easy. It's it's so easy to get caught up in it, man. To to the point that like positivity is just it's just it it almost hurts. It almost hurts to be nice to yourself, to accept a compliment, to hear something nice. To be even to be able to appreciate something. I mean, honestly, that's why you see like I've, I've been that guy. When you see happy people enjoying themselves, negative people, we don't we don't know what that's like. So when you see somebody actually having fun, it's just like ugh. Again, it is broccoli. Seeing people happy, seeing people enjoy themselves, it is ugh. It, it's broccoli, man. It is. It's it's uh whatever you don't like, okay? It might not be broccoli. You might love broccoli, but you, you but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Um I guess I will talk about it more. So, uh, last week last couple of weeks, man, this Kanye West thing is this yay thing. I got I got to start calling him by his uh what he wants to go by. Yay. He, uh, you know, he went on the drink champs and uh, he spouted off a lot of bullshit again, some more anti-Semitic bullshit. And then he got on on there as well, talking about how George Floyd didn't die from a knee on his neck. He died from fentanyl. And I, I you know, I watched the clip. A lot of it's just incoherent bullshit. You know, him going on and about how they want a tall guy. And how he looked like Virgil. Just, just all this weird stuff. The stuff that lets me know that this man is unstable. Just really weird. Just non-sequitur stuff. His his cadence. The, the, the pauses within the conversation. You know. Uh, 
he he will constantly switch up his uh if you want to his accent. You know, it's just it's just not very consistent. It, it, it seems like someone whose brain is all over the place. And honestly, I'll say this about this guy. Yes, the things that he's saying is is very hurtful. It's it's hard to hear. You know, but I will say as a black person, I'm I am and we are so used to hearing negative things about us, our culture, our people, the state of where we are. We're we're used to hearing negative shit about ourselves. So that really isn't hard to hear. That's because again, we hear it all the time. Uh what really bothers me is it's like we all know that there's something going on with this man it's been it's been happening for years now and he gets in these i don't know if you want to call it manic or these episodes where he just spouts the craziest wildest shit and we really i mean we see this and we start running towards it like the worst people possible you know, the Candace Owenses, these, uh, and I, and I, you know, like places he don't need to go. I love Nori. I like drink champs. But like when someone is going through this, they don't need to be on a podcast like that. They don't need to be on a show like that. They they really don't. And that's, like I said, what he says is very hurtful. But I, I think what really bothers me is the fact that we're giving this dude uh, these platforms to say this shit man and it and it really purely is for entertainment it's for clicks uh we can say it's for it's for the culture you know but we're just exploiting uh mental illness at this point man uh with, with this i can't say at this point but we 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 really are we're exploiting this shit and we know exactly what's going on with this dude that he that he is not well you know it, it, it's 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 very very sad man it is, and I've been I've been scared for Kanye for for a couple of years now, and I still am. Cause honestly, he, he is he is he's out of control, man. He is spiral spiraling out of control, and I I don't see this ending well. I mean, you can only go back and forth with this so many times before something tragic happens. God forbid. But this man isn't well, and we just keep demanding and asking more of him, shoving cameras and microphones in his face at some point in time this is gonna have a real effect on somebody man it's something is this isn't good it's it's not good it it, it really isn't I, I don't i don't know if 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 yay would will end up being the you know an example like hey man we really need to cool it with this internet gotcha uh you know, uh, uh, clickbait culture. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's dangerous and uh, it's it's gonna get people. I mean, look, it, it already affects teens and 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 young women and all this kind of stuff about the looks and all this kind of stuff, man. And and it, it makes people very insecure. Uh, but you're dealing with somebody who was already like, ah. Uh, he was already a very eccentric uh, guy. Or you go back and watch his documentary. All Kanye really wants people to do is listen to him. Go back and watch. He wanted people to hear his music, and he, that's the thing. That's when you boil it down. He wants to be heard. We all know this, but it, now it's just getting to the 
levels of it's just extreme shit to be seen and heard and we just we can't turn away from it man we can't turn away from it but i, I do believe he's a he's a he is a walking talking living art that man and and what does art do it sparks discussion it makes people mad you know uh in, in some cases it, it 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 gets banned uh i just i just really feel like this man is he's living he's living art i mean to see a a black man from chicago uh, a fashion icon a a a music icon i mean he he encapsulates everything that is black you know hip cool with the culture and to see a man like that wearing a white lives matter shirt hanging with the people that he hangs with i mean what is what does that image create discussions people get mad you know seeing a black man in that shit with his accolades with his resume the things he's done he's done i mean yeah it's it, in a way it, it truly is art the juxtaposition of like you got this single you know this black man from a single mother's home chicago you know uh again just his whole upbringing what he represents what he stood for what he what he meant to us as black people what he meant for the culture and fashion and and music you know yeah man it's just uh, i feel uh, it, i'm worried i know the last couple of weeks i went kind of hard shitting on him but you know I, I talked to a couple of my other homies and it's it's scary man it's just like yeah it's we can discuss all this kind of stuff and at times laugh at some of the wild shit that he says and, and wears and you know he goes off on pete davidson saying wild shit but it's just like hey man something really needs he really needs some some people in his corner that are going to be like hey what is going on you know we we really got to help this help this man I, I honestly man like at the end of the day he's a grown man he can do what he wants to do but if something bad happens to kanye i really feel like to a degree we are if if we've talked about it if we consumed any and anything he's done partaken in in this this wild train ride of of yay i feel like we have we we kind of played a, a role in it a little bit in his demise in his downfall man i don't know that's that's just me i just i just don't see this ending well with him man but I, I'm not trying to bring it down. I just wanted to give my honest opinion about it. I just, I, I, it really is all publicity, man. You know, like I was pretty like, like what the fuck is he doing? But the more I, I step back from it, it's just like, this is who this man is. I don't think he even believes half the shit that he says during this time. He is just, I mean, he is a an artist in all shapes and forms. He is just, he is looking to get in, get in a reaction out of people any way he can, and I just hate seeing shitty people clinging to it and, and making it worse. But anyway, so uh, I watched something last week. I can't remember if I brought it up. I don't think I did. But it's a it was a show. It's a Showtime. Let me check it real quick. It came on Showtime. It was called New York's NYC Point Gods. It came out last year. I don't know how I missed. Oh, you know how I missed it? I didn't have Showtime last year. But 
this this little documentary it is everything I would have wanted to see when I was like 17 years old. It's just basically it's a uh, it's a fashion infusion, hip hop converged with it's fashion and a fusion of hip hop converged with basketball to change the game forever. In a nutshell, it is a documentary about some of the best uh, point guards to come out of New York City in the 80s and 90s. And my man Rayford Alston, they talk about Kenny Anderson, Mark Jackson, Stephon Marbury, Kenny, Kenny Smith, Ross Strickland, like all these dudes, man. I'll say this, like Kenny Smith, Ross Strickland, Mark Jackson, um, those dudes, when I really got into the NBA, they were they were seasoned vets at the at this point. I would say they might have been in the league uh maybe seven, eight to ten years, depending on who they were. So I didn't really see them having quote unquote street swag. You know, they were to me at that at that point, they were just full fledged professionals. You know. But in my day, my guys were Stephon Marbury, Rafer Alston. Like those are the dudes that you would hear about when you would go to the gyms. You know, I I knew a couple of dudes that played AAU and they would go to New York and play like the Gauchos. That was a famous team or the I think the Brooklyn Broncos or the Bronx Broncos, but these AAU teams when they were kind of really uh, starting to get their footing, I can't say that they were starting to get known uh, around the state more. And I and I was, you know what, they have been around for a while. What am I talking about? Yeah, I be, I got to an age where I became aware of them. Uh, let me take that back. I'll walk that back. I became aware uh, aware of the Gauchos and these AAU teams and these you know all this kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, it was just, I mean, I love the documentary, just seeing all the old footage of, like, Marbury in high school showing Mark Jackson and Kenny Smith in high school, Ross Strickland, and just hearing hearing those guys tell stories about what it was like playing ball in the city in the 80s and 90s. And, and uh, it was just, man, just everything I was obsessed with. I was obsessed with just New York City basketball players, handles, uh, the NBA crossing people over like that was my entire life was just basketball i mean when when you're a hooper as a teenage boy there's that's like the best time of your life that's all you care about man it's just like who am i gonna play against today did you see this cross or you see this video you heard about this dude i can't even imagine how much you can get consumed with this shit nowadays because that's all we did in, back in the day and we didn't even have uh youtube it's just like like I said, man, like there would be some dude in your group that got to play AAU and they would go to New York City and they would come back and just tell all these stories about all these dope ass basketball players that they saw. You know, I had heard about Skip Tamalu. I heard about Stephon Marbury. I had heard about Sebastian Telfair. Um, there's a bunch of names that are skipping me, but there's just so many great basketball players that come out of New York City that, that honestly, they don't make it, man. They get, they get caught up in that life. Uh, people get hurt, but for guys like Rayford Austin, man, like hearing his story about how he's this street legend as a teenager, everybody knows who this dude is, and he's showing up at halftime at the games, high, and everybody going nuts. They they got there two hours early to see him play. They hanging on the fences. They sitting on garbage cans. They got kids on the shoulder waiting to see this uh, a street ball player play. He said half his uh, high school career he was ineligible, but this still this dude still made it to Fresno State and made it to the NBA.
That was crazy. A street ball dude that really didn't even go to school. But I was I was so obsessed with that shit back in the day, man. It, and it was just uh, if you get a chance, if you get if you have H, I mean Showtime, if you love basketball, I, I highly recommend it, man. Great music. I'm talking a lot of '90s shit, Mob Deep, and all that kind of stuff. Just seeing it just brings back so many memories of just being a teenager and being obsessed and and just knowing I'm going to the league. Just I was such a delusional basketball player. It's sad to think about. Just straight trash, just knowing I was going to the league. Just just garbage, slow. I mean, no athleticism. <laughs> I just I just knew I was going. But uh, I, I I just love that shit, man. I, I love watching people make it, man. I, I love hearing these these legendary stories of, of you know of dudes in the playground being protected by everybody in the neighborhood, going to college, making it to the league, coming back home. It's great, man. I love seeing it. It's all I ever wanted to be. If I'm if I'm being a, I wanted to be a, a a NBA point guard with nasty handles. That's what I wanted to be. What black dude didn't or what kid didn't back then? It just wasn't in the cards for your boy. But uh yeah. New York City point guards, check it out. It's it's really, really dope, man. It's just like just some of the the videos from the nineties that they show, like those gyms. I just remember that like that's how the high school gyms used to look back in the nineties, man. Like the clothes, I mean, I could smell some of those gyms watching the video. You just know what those inner city school gyms smell like. All public school gyms smell the same. You used to see everybody coming in with their big first down jackets, their bubble jackets, that you know, the Tims and the jeans and I just I miss that shit, man. Going into the gym and like in the lobby, it's just nothing but dirty slush because everybody walking through the snow. God, the sound of the 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 uh, the uh, the cheerleaders, the the scoreboard buzzing. Yeah, man, nothing like high school basketball, man. Nothing like it. The sneakers squeaking, the crowd. Ah, I miss it. Man, that was that was some good times, man. Even though I sucked, it, it was it was what I. Uh, <laughs> I loved it, man. It just it just brought back some great memories. So, all right, I'm I'm done sucking this doc's dick. <laughs> great New York City point guards. Uh, this weekend, I mean this Thursday, New York City, Village Underground Comedy Cellar. Tonight, DC Comedy Live host battle. Me and Winston Hodges on Friday. I'm at uh, some brewery up in Ashburn. That should be a fun show. With that being said, there's a show. That's a show. I'm out. Peace. Have a great rest of the week. See you.